What's going on guys and welcome back to the Change of Pass podcast. For this Q&A series we have Terrence Favors who is not only a former teammate of mine but is also a uh, men's basketball assistant coach at Becker College. Terrence is a guy who always led by example and was somebody that I could always go to if I had any questions about the game or just life in general. Um, In our conversation, we get to talk about how he was involved with ATF and how he got to where he is today. With his story, we get to see how he transitions from being a professional basketball player in Mexico into becoming an assistant coach at Becker College. His passion for the game of basketball allowed him to create a new opportunity and change his path. He now uses the game of basketball to help the ones that are looking to follow in his footsteps, whether it be in the Boston community or whether it be with players at Becker College. He's looking to pass down his knowledge of the game. I hope you guys are able to hear this conversation and really take in how Terrence was able to create opportunities for himself. Terrence is a a great role model for anybody that's looking to get ahead in life or is looking to get to that next step. Feel free to reach out to him or myself if you have any questions about our conversation and what we discussed here. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Any feedback is good feedback in this situation. I really want to start learning, you know, the right things to say when it comes to the podcast, the right questions. So any questions or any feedback that you guys have for me, any feedback that you have for Terrence, feel free to reach out. Let us know. With that being said, here's the Q&A series with Terrence Favors. Terrence, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How was your summer? It was a busy summer. Um, no complaints at all. Uh, busy with the brand, just busy recruiting, and just you know, overall, just a good, good summer. Awesome, awesome. And so, what have you been getting into when it comes to the recruiting? Can you like, explain that process to me and how it's been going? Okay, I mean, for starters, I mean, I coach at Becker College now, your alma mater. Um, but for recruiting for me, I travel a lot. You know, I spent a lot of t- time down in, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, Florida, um, and spending some time in Connecticut as well. So just like traveling and, you know, with the D3, you kind of get a lot of late recruitings and having a role in admissions, being able to get guys in at any time. You know, so we're recruiting not only uh, the springtime, but throughout the summer. So that's what I spend a lot of time doing. Awesome. And that seems like... That can take a lot of your time. For sure. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, you know, juggling that can be can be difficult. Right. Um, can you can you explain how you are able to adapt to that lifestyle? Oh, man, uh, that's a good question. I mean, just wearing so many hats, you know, and, you know, I think I think for me, um, I like to consider myself a jack of all trades. So, you know, I think time management. Um, is one of the key things, you know, going forward with, you know, recruiting and coaching and, 
being able to juggle many hats is, you know, being able to plan your days out. Um, and, and how I usually say is calculated moves and having things that make sense. Um, and, and so, you know, with that, it makes sense for me to kind of, you know, if it's planning, having a calendar, writing down physically or just putting it in your phone, we're all on our phones anyway. So for me, the biggest thing was just time management, you know, and, 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 and that that wasn't always something I had as a, you know, a college student, you know, I developed that, you know, since. So this is fairly new for me. So um, that's the biggest thing I would say is time management and planning. Nice. And, and time management is like one of those things where you really need to kind of go through it, right. you know, in terms of planning in order to make it work Absolutely. and understand how to plan out your day or your week or even your month. Absolutely. Um, you can't really, you know, sit there and say, you know, oh, I, c- I can manage my time right. without kind of being in that, <laughs> in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can definitely see how that can be time consuming and, and tough to, to juggle, especially being an assistant coach like yourself. Right. Um, as you mentioned, <coughs> you have, you, you wear many hats. Right. Um, so figuring out, you know, time and place in, you know, the perfect situation sure. for you, obviously you, you probably have to start your day really early. Yep. Yeah, my, my days, shit, man. I, excuse my language, but if I tell you right now, my days, I, I'm up and at it, cracking dawn, man. So, I get that. Good. Yeah, and and it's it's probably better that way, anyways. You know what I mean? To kind of make sure you have enough time to complete your task. For sure. You know, writing things down, making sure you're organized. Yep. So having all of that, all of those things in line, I'm sure helps you substantially. Absolutely. I mean, I look at it like this, man. You you gotta you gotta maximize your days, um, and I think time management and planning helps that. You know, so if it's getting up early, getting going to the gym, because you still gotta take care of yourself. Um, find time to fine tune yourself. So getting in the gym, if it's getting out, getting early breakfast, and hitting the road, hitting the office, sending out emails, you know, checking up on the players. So you know that's that's just a day in the life of it. You know, it's the grind. You know, you know, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, so aside from from coaching, because obviously you mentioned that you wear many hats. What are the other things that you you have your hand in? Ah, man. Um, so I actually have partnered up with my brand uh, it's ATF Athletics. Uh, and that stands for Attack, Train, Focus. Um, and what I kind of do there is I'm more like the liaison. You know, the brand basically, well, let me backtrack. The brand, what we do is we train uh, professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, we do, we train, you know, high school students um, and, and lower levels as well. But, you know, our, our niche is um, right now, at least, is professional athletes. And, you know, kind of what I what I do is I'm basically the liaison, you know, partnering up and, you know, making sure we can get, you know, these players to uh, our services and, and, and outreach and you know shout out to my partners um, Pierre Selly and Dre Barbosa um, it, it, we're a three-headed monster three-headed team so that's just kind of what we're doing uh, we have certain events that we do as you you know we had the uh, team six week which basically consist, consisted of a lot of our professional athletes that are Boston based um, and you know the the, 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 the the reasoning behind that was because we feel like in Boston alone, we have so much talent that a lot of guys from Boston leave and go work out elsewhere. Like, you'll find guys who work out in L.A., um, Florida. We're like, 
that we have the facilities and the resources, why not work out in Boston? So we just kind of wanted to get a hub and, and, and give these guys a platform to, to you know, be in the city and just grind there. You know, I feel like, you know, you're away all year round, which works for some people. Um, but a lot of the guys want to come home and do see their family. So we want to be able to make sure we have like a running ship for them when they get here, you know. Yeah. Um, and what we also do is the unsigned hype senior showcase. And what that is for, you know, basically unsigned seniors who aren't signed after the, you know, I would say the uh, March or April of their senior seasons, um, getting ready to go to graduation. And what we like to do is provide a platform for them as well to have coaches, um, strength and conditioning coaches and, you know, college coaches, high school coaches um, come in and just kind of watch them go do through, through drills, um, nutrition seminars. All that other stuff as well. So um, that that happens usually at the spring of end of every you know season. So that's kind of the stuff we're into. We have a few other things we're tapping into as well, but you know I kind of hold off on those. You know. Yeah. No. That's that's great. Yeah. And it, it's obviously a good thing to keep them home. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Like the the kids that are in Boston. Right. Um, you obviously don't want them to feel isolated where they feel like they have to go out into different communities or different states For to sure. get the things that they need. Yeah. Um, you know why not provide that right in the city exactly um because obviously there's a lot of athletes in in the city of boston um so giving them the platform that they need i'm sure that they they thrive off of a program like atf right um where they see guys getting in the gym and what it takes to achieve their goals and right. what it means to work hard or have a work ethic right um having those role models in place um can can change a, a young man or woman's life absolutely um and it, it's it's important to to have people like that in place in your life too because you don't have to attack those things alone you know you like it's important to to seek guidance right ask questions um you know get resources right. build like a rapport with people that have been there and done that absolutely it doesn't necessarily mean like they achieved like your goal specifically mm -hmm. but to have some you know, advice or guidance from somebody that's been in, you know, your shoes. Right. Um, it's it's important to to hear those stories. Yeah. Um, and that's why you know we we like to have these conversations because like we we want to spread awareness on stories like this that are home based. Right. You know, helping the community and how they're making a difference. Yeah. Um, and then also how they are making change or creating change. Absolutely. So. When it when it comes to ATF, um, obviously you're heavily involved with that. Right. How did that whole idea, you know, how was it created? Oh well, um, Pierre Piercelli, the he's like the founder. He's the founder of it. Um, it started literally with me being one of his guinea pigs. You know, yeah. me being him being the trainer that he is, and me just being a guinea pig, man. Just really just in the lab, trying to get after it. You know, pursuing my dreams and you know. It really didn't, We, you know, he was kind of a trainer of mine back in, like, I would say maybe high school, but I wasn't heavily as serious in training. I was just more so a kid. Um, you know, basketball really wasn't um, something I wanted to pursue. It was something that I thought I could be cool and hang out with my friends. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got to college and, you know, me and Pierre, you know, he continued to work me out and, you know, he continued to, you know, come to my game, support me, and then it wasn't really didn't hit the fan for me at least until after I graduated college yeah and I want and I knew I could play professionally and then you know he was like man let's get to it so we just got busy 
um, and just really got after it, you know, every day and we sneaking into gyms, um, had no membership, nothing, but we're finding a way to get in and work out. Um, and we, we just made it happen. And I think Pierre's mindset and why he founded it was basically, you know, he, he has a strong passion for training and, and player development and getting guys better and, you know, seeing maximizing their results. Um, and seeing the potential in the kid, and he has an underdog mentality on myself, so we just aligned. Um, and I think that just made sense. And, I, and I, you know, if I, if you speak to him, you'll know that these are probably the reasons why he started it. So, and, I, and it's it's good to have an organic relationship with uh, my now business partner. Right. Um, and it makes things that much easier and smooth. We believe in each other's vision. Not only that, sweat equity. Like I, we put, I put, we put the time in. You know, on both parties. So. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, we have this thing booming right now um, because we, we see we see the end goal. We see the vision and, and, and sky's the limit for us. You know? Yeah, I know. Definitely. And, you know, having your your mission aligned or right. your passion being very similar. Right. I'm sure it, it makes it that much easier for you guys right. to to work with each other right. on a common goal. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody has like their their issues or for their, sure. their battles, their Absolutely. challenges. Um, but, you know. Not everybody can sit there and say, you know, the people that they're working with right. are trying to achieve the same things. So it, it seems that this goal or, you know, ATF, you yeah. know, that its own separate entity was driven from your, your basketball career. Right. Um, can we, so let's backtrack to, you know, your college career. Okay. Um, obviously, the team that you're coaching now at Becker College this yeah. is the school that you played at. Right. Tell me a little bit about your college career and what you learned and how that helped you get to where you are now. Yeah, I mean, this is probably going to be a tough one because I, I, you know me, I've never liked talking about myself and like yeah. accomplishments and stuff like that. But, you know, dating back to, I would say, 2008 when I was a freshman coming in on campus, like I did not know what to expect here at Becker College. Like, to be real with you, I didn't even know what it was, you know, before you getting recruited. And it wasn't until I got on campus that I realized having coaches like Coach Gorman and, and, and uh, Coach Hood and Coach V and those guys that, you know, they, they express family. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of one of the reasons that kept me there. So, you know, and, and it showed through our team. Um, freshman year, I was able to personally, you know, get rookie of the year. Um, so, you know, I showed that I was capable, more than capable of playing in this league. Um, and then, you know, sophomore year, you know, I was standout as well, all-league player. Um, junior year, I, I did pretty well, but one of the best things about that is we made the NCAA tournament uh, for the first time, and I, don't, I think the first time the school's ever done it on the men's side. So um, that was pretty exciting, and you know, I played pretty well, but it was more so a team victory. Um, we went to, um, from the opposite, we lost to Elms in the championship, but we, we had such a um, strong out-of-conference schedule. We got an at-large bid, and uh, we played uh, Scranton first round at Williams, we lost to them, and then, um, no, excuse me, we beat them, and then we lost to Williams the next round. And then it wasn't my senior year, we made the NCAA tournament, we won the conference, and we made the NCAA tournament again. We upset uh, William Patterson, if I'm not mistaken, was 13th uh, ranked in the country. Had all types of D1 talent. Um, like, this is, this is a funny little side story. Me and Toddy, we go, um, go to shake the captain's hands, and kid was like, he didn't even shake our hand. He was like, man, y'all better take y'all behind back to Worcester. And like me and Ty looked back at each other like, oh, you got the wrong, you got the wrong ones. Like we're not that. So that was kind of like the motivation 
that sparked that game where we we're going to play with some fire because it's the disrespect, you know. So yeah. we didn't like that. Um, so we ended up smacking them by, I think we ended up beating them by 20. Um, they were ranked 15th in the country. Um, and then we lost to Scranton. And then, you know, with personally, we had I had, you know, some good accomplishments my senior year. Um, you know, I left as the all-time leading scorer. Um, since it has been broken twice, I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> but um, and then from uh, a team goals, man, I was just super excited that everyone got to sniff and experience success. And it was really good to have that trickle down to you know you you guys, mm-hmm. you know the freshmen and the younger guys that were there at the time to kind of see what type of work ethic we actually put in and how tough we were and how you know we really motivated each other and how we bought in as a family. So uh, my my experience at Becker man was great. Um, you know, I think what bought what was so much better for us at the time is that we were we were cool off the court. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of I can't express that more to you know this generation now. You know, I, I you kind of have everybody who just kind of do their own thing and teach his own, which is fine. You know, you don't need to be up around each other. You see each other enough, but I think when you hang out, you ca- you know you, you do family stuff and you just go to. Go to get some food, hang out in the cafe. It carries over in the game. It's trust, and 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 I think you know at my time here that that was the biggest thing I would take from that was like the family and the trust and you know how we just really believed in, believed in one another. You know, so yeah, yeah. You can you can attest to that too. You know, yeah, of course. And and being a part of that and being a part of your career, my freshman year, right. um, it was really more of like a, a reality check for me because right. coming out of high school. You know, my expectations are where I thought I was. Like, right. I, I personally, I, I thought I was above it all. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it was like a, you know, it was kind of like a gut check at that point because right. like you, you come to a D three school and like everybody's, you know how it is in high school. Right. Like, oh, I want to go D one. I want to get a scholarship. Right. And sometimes that just, that's not your path. Sometimes Absolutely. that just doesn't happen. Right. So. It's not like you're you're settling like you you have to pick your next you know direction or your destination right um, and then going to Becker College was an obvious choice for me because you know my stepfather was already there right um, so I've seen you guys play I, I knew Coach Gorman right so it was almost it was it was an easy decision for me because I was comfortable with it right and you know being able to to see that and then experience you know you guys and how that bond works you know it, it says a lot about who you guys were as as people right. you know and like how you guys developed okay. you know, over time um so being in that situation as a freshman where you kind of have to you have to prove yourself especially on that that team oh, that's man. going to the ncaa tournament it's deep the talent level yeah. is very high right so my the first half of the season, like first semester, I didn't get off the bench. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, that guy that was kind of like wondering, like, you know, is this situation for, for me? Right. So being able to see, you know, your passion, Toddy's passion, right. you know, people like that, that was, you know, that allowed me to say, you know what, like, I, I got to work. Like, right. I, I got to grind this out. I got to show, you know, my worth. Right. And then... At that point, it, you know, second semester, that's when I started to kind of get my breakthrough. Right. And I was able to kind of, you know, prove or show, like, what I was capable of doing. Absolutely. You know, obviously, I, I wasn't in a position, you know, where I wanted to be in terms of my game. Right. But um, b- 
being on a team with like you guys that that's something that that takes me a long way because that that helps me be like the person that i am today right like seeing players like you guys appreciate um, that. and being yeah no definitely and, and being on that that team like that's something that i won't i won't take for granted oh yeah man. um and you know having having that experience with coach gorman too uh, obviously you know looking back at it now in my career after freshman year you know i wish we that we connected a little bit more right but his experience and his knowledge absolutely you know it was more of you know it wasn't like a vocal thing for me right. like that wasn't really our relationship but it was it was demonstrated you know okay. day in and day out so like he he led by example for sure and like i was able to to take that you know and you know then pass that on to the people that were you know under me or younger right. than me right. um so to be in that that situation and being able to adapt to it and see it all kind of formulate um it, it was a good experience and um it, it seems that through your basketball career that was kind of like your your breakthrough moment right in right. terms of like obviously it's your senior year and then you right. kind of figure out what your next step is right um, can you explain that that process to me a little okay. bit? You know, like when you say you graduated and it was time to move on to the next step, you right. know, whether it be playing basketball professionally or obviously working with ATF that you do now. Right. Can you explain how you you know worked through that process as well? Uh, I mean, I mean, where do I start with that? I mean, it, it was it was a really really tough process for me, um, but I knew that. Yeah. You know, I I knew it wouldn't be easy because I my, my goals after playing was to continue playing after after college was to continue playing. Like right. I feel like personally, I got better. You know, I got better after college, and that's just how my, how my mindset was. Um, so for me, I had a, another year of school. So I finished basketball 2012, but uh, I didn't graduate till 2013. So for me, um, that was my biggest goal right there was like my finish school. Um, so what that took was seeing you guys still be in the gym, um, having those games, preparing for that. But I'm, I, you know, I'm waking up every morning before my biology you know, yeah. class. I'm getting in the gym 637, working out, knowing that, you know, this is just, you know, I had to do this one year and I could pursue my, my dream professionally. So. Um, it came down to just basically just having a goal of graduating and then from there after that just kind of pursuing my dream um, and it was humbling man I'll tell you that I mean you kind of get get this D3 stamp on you people mm -hmm. feel like and they kind of put you in a box and make it seem like oh your numbers are inflated because you played D3 right. so for me it was just to prove everybody wrong so I carried that chip on my shoulder throughout my professional career. Yeah. So I, I look at it like this. You, you still have to lace them up, just how I lace them up. So we really gonna see what time it is when it's time to practice or we yeah, go through these yeah. workouts. We really gonna see you know, what, what's, what, what's really going down. And that was just my mindset, man. That's how I approached the game, I promise you, every day. So um, I went to, you know, the, I think my first workout was with the Texas Legends, um, in which I, Invested myself, um, and you know we'll touch on that a little bit later. Talking about investment, but I invested in myself, and I, I I really thought I had a chance, you know. So while everyone didn't, right? So I went there. Um, I made the. I ended up making the second day. Um, I ended up making the, the final cut. 
um, the final cut before getting cut, and it was like ten of us. And and you got guys who played all all types of division, but out here I was just standing there, and they only chose two. But to stand as the last ten out of 150, you know, I I, I felt pretty good about myself. So yeah, I yeah. then went home uh, with a chip on my shoulder, even more like yo, like like these. We are who they thought they were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you know, so that was just for me. Um, so then there, and after that, I, you know, decided to take, you know, go to go to San Diego, play ABA. Um, and at this point, my mindset was, all right, well, I don't have the proper experience that everyone wants, you know, these agents or these teams want. So let me, you know, spend some time, do something different. I'm hearing the Cali ABA is pretty good. It's been consistent. A lot of teams didn't really fold out there. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go out there and see what's going on. Out there, I played pretty well. Um, you know, was averaging like 20 points a game. Um, we were winning. We were going up and down the coast. So, you know, that was that was a good experience for me. And then from there, you know, uh, I then traveled to Florida to play minor league, and I was training with a, a trainer, trainer uh, Vaughn Daly, who who was working for the Orlando Magic. So, you know, I was able to get quality work with him and actually see what it's like to work like a professional. Um, and, and then from there. You know, things transpired for me coming up north to now playing in, you know, the PBL um, with the New England Shamrocks. And, you know, I, I did my thing there. Um, and then from there, I transitioned to Mexico. And that's kind of where I landed, like, you know, my first gig. Um, you know, I played in the L LNBP, in the Nuevo Loreto Toros. Um, and I thought that was, like, you know, pretty, pretty eye-opening experience for me because now all the hard work I was doing, I was getting paid for. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, I, and here I am, you know, looking at LeBron Nash, who played at Oklahoma State, um, who's, if I'm not mistaken, the McDonald's All-American on my squad. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and here it goes, little old me, D3 Terrence, quote unquote. You know what I mean? I was just super excited, you know? So, um, but I knew I belonged all along. Um, that was my mindset, man. I, I, I knew I belonged. I Like, I, I just needed a shot, a fair chance and a fair shot. So, um you know that this is kind of how you know my career panned out and you know you know I, I just transitioned and just I felt like it was just time for me to just kind of do something different so um just pay it forward that's basically it man so that was like kind of my career in a nutshell professionally yeah and it, it really seems that your experience helps you build that character right you know and which allowed you to get to where you are today absolutely um and like you mentioned before, having having that stamp, that D three stamp that a lot of people like to place on right, players, right. Um, is it's a shame because there's a lot of talent on that D three level for sure, and a lot of times it's it's guys that should be a scholarship player, but they maybe they were just overlooked or they didn't necessarily have the resources to get Correct. to that because like a, a lot of times, yeah, D one players are are talented, they're athletic, right? They have people too right. they have people to help them with that situation right so you know in my experience i'm obviously not going to speak to yours but right. in my experience like i didn't have those resources like right. i i was figuring out those things kind of on my own for sure whereas you know you're talking to college coaches right. and but you don't really know right when you're in high school like you don't really know how that works if right. someone's not telling you yeah. um so to to have the experience you know in to have that be like a, an eye opener for you, right. um, obviously helps you grind and work harder sure. to achieve those goals. Um, so, like when it when it comes to you know that path for you, um, it really seems like it was almost like it was meant to be because now like you're in a position where 
you can look back on that and kind of spread that you know that knowledge yeah. to to people that are younger that might be trying to pursue that right or even if it's coaching because now you have that on your on your resume too right. you know so in a sense it's it's almost like even though your path has changed you are able to one adapt to it but right. make the most of it as well for sure um, whether that be helping other people or just advancing your career and i was kind of like one of the things once i graduated and i finished that was one of the things i wanted I, I wanted to do was make sure i was able to help you guys out with as much information as i possibly could and what i've learned through my experiences now related to you um you know so that was just kind of one of my goals is what i want like you know personally mm -hmm. literally i was like okay, you know what i want to be the, the trailblazer for this you know let yeah. me really just go out on a limb and try it do something now we have somebody like yourself you know Sam Dardola um, and those guys Kareem Davis who are now trying you know you know I want to be able to give be have value valuable information to them yeah. now to bring to the situation for their um, you know them pursuing that professional career yeah definitely definitely and, and having a person like that is right. extremely beneficial Absolutely. to anybody that's in that situation for sure so having that peace you just never know like what you can learn and what you can gain from it. Right. So yeah, no, I, you know, obviously anybody that's there would appreciate for that, sure, for sure. Um, when it comes to you know your career and kind of where you are now, right. um, what's one thing that you that you wish you had known before it started? Oof. Ah, uh, that's a really good question. One thing I wish I would have known before it started. I mean. <laughs> Now that I'm into coaching, you know, working for Coach Gorman, yeah. um, he's probably one of the hardest working coaches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know, being someone who played for him, now works for him, you, you see how much time he, he, he puts into his craft. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I didn't know. I, I think I took advantage of as a player is seeing how much time your coaches, your coaches actually invest in what they do so if it's scouting if it's uh, preparation if it's whatever it may be now as a coach I see it I'm like damn like all right we play uh, we play Wheelock you know let's make sure we you know whatever the player is doesn't come off this four down screen and you know just little scouting things like that I wish I would have known before what went into it now I'm, I'm in those steps where I'm actually breaking film down and I'm able to kind of you know help execute our game plan so you know for me it's just i i didn't know what it took to really come up with a game plan man i really didn't and now working with coach and someone who's been around for 30 30 some odd years man and and, and I, I took advantage of that um and I, and and that's kind of what i what i picked upon him now what he's talking about so coaches is, is in, in my opinion you know when when we're playing as a team doesn't matter how young or how experienced we are. Uh, I'm doubling down on him. Um, I'm been with him. I, I believe is his 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 um his mind. Yeah. His basketball mind is really is really good, and he's tested. Um. So you know that that's just kind of. I know I kind of got like sidetracked on this a little bit, but like just just being in just being with him and being under his wing now. You know, I kind of see how hard he actually works. So it may now makes me want to work ten times harder. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and that, that's just kind of that man yeah no i i definitely see that um and a lot of times you you see situations where players take that for granted for they sure. don't they don't really realize what's going on behind the scenes of sure. the practice because they're so focused on maybe themselves or the team yeah they don't really know what their coaches are going through exactly um and a lot of times you know sometimes it creates like a, a disconnect too because sure. maybe coach and player are on the same page because they are understanding what's going on right and a lot of times that's you know the easy exit or the easy path for some other players right. especially in college where you you're you're you know bumping heads with a coach it's like okay i'm gonna transfer right right and that a lot of times people don't understand like that path either right because you know at a, at a d3 level it's a lot easier to transfer schools than at a d1 level right but you don't understand or some players don't understand like what that does to their career academically right so transferring credits, credits yep. in their classes right you know it's easy to say oh i'm going to transfer i'm going to play somewhere else right okay are you going to graduate right. in time right you know like maybe you're out of school for two two years maybe that's you know a better situation to right. be in because maybe some of your credits transfer to that school maybe some of them don't and right. then you you find yourself in a situation where you're at a school maybe one or two years more than you want it to be right so Picking a school, it, it's extremely important to to focus on all aspects of it, right. um, and not take that situation for granted. Just speaking on, you know, speaking on taking things for granted in general. For sure, you you really have to do your your research when it comes to that, and and your coach as well, because right. um, you want to have a good relationship with your coach, and that's that's something that you know I want to stress to the people that are listening. For sure, um, to to have that you know, that connection and to be on the same page. Um, even if it's like, you know, it's not like a situation like where you're the best player or the top player and you're in the game the whole time. Like right. you still want to have that connection with your coach so that you know what your expectations are, you yeah. know, what your role is on the team. You don't want to be like in the dark. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you're kind of sitting on the bench and like you don't really know right. like what's going on. Because yeah. like that's when, you know, they kind of just forget about you. Right. Like, you know, you're not really showing that you want to right. be involved. Right. So, you know, what advice would you have for a player that's in that situation that's looking to change maybe, you know, their past when it when it comes to struggling? Okay. Um I I tell players all the time, I'll kinda of touch a base on this, um is make my job hard. Hmm. And, and and by that I mean rotation purposes. You know? Um if you do all the right things, you go to class. Um, you're, you're, you're a likable person on campus. Um, you're putting in all the work, all the do you're lifting, you do all the stuff. You're making my job that much harder. Now you make my job easy by not doing those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not putting the work in. Now I can look down at the end of the bench and be like, I know I'm not playing that kid. He put no work in. Like the trust is not there. Right. You know, it's not built, you know, on, on that type of stuff. So my advice would be is if, if you, if my advice for a kid looking for a school, like you said, do your research, do your homework, um, you know, ask coaches questions that, you know, look at your position. Um, are, they, are, you, are you freshmen, sophomores, are you juniors or seniors? Like, you know, who's leaving? Who's coming back? How much is he averaging? Um, um, how many assists does he have? So it, you kind of have to look, ask these questions basically based on your playing style. Um, and, and that's just, just from, 
you know, someone who's trying to become a student athlete at your institution. Um, I feel like for the advice for the guys that's on campus, what I tell my guys, like I told you, just make my job hard. Um, and, and, and it's pretty it's pretty simple. Make, give, make my job hard to where I have to look at the end of the bench and be like, damn, we got we got three guys I can go out there and do. You know, like that's my advice to them. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, it makes me makes it hard for a coach, but, you know, it's a dream come true. You know, just being able to look down and see you have guys who, who are tested and you know you can trust, you know, that you can put in the game that would run that that ATO that, I, you know, after timeout play and, and you'll be like, okay, well, he was paying attention in practice. I know he can do it. There's 30 seconds on the clock. Let me throw him in the game. It's trust, you know. So that would be my biggest advice to, you know, these guys here. And, you know, also my advice too is like from we're such in the social media like world now, right? That's yeah, just what it is. Don't be posting stuff on social media, man. Go like, it makes it that much easier for me in the school to kind of get a feel for who you are. Mm. You know, we all make mistakes. We're all young at some point, and we do stuff. But clean that up, man. You know, like a lot of coaches are really banking on that because that's the outlet. Yeah. You know, it's just so easy. It's a tap of a button, and we can see. All right, what is this kid doing at this time? You know, and and my my advice is just be like, clean it up. You know, uh, just carry yourself right, man. So that's kind of that, man. Yeah, and the social media, as you mentioned, is is so big nowadays. For sure, it's it all it takes is like that one little like slip up for either people to judge you or to take your opportunities away. Right, and it's I feel like the younger generation is so like naive like to that. Right, like it's almost like you know oh like what's the worst that can happen until they're put in that situation. Right, um, so. To, to be knowledgeable of that and um, to have somebody kind of paint that picture for sure for them because um, a, a lot of times for for younger kids because I have a younger brother obviously um, I feel like they don't realize something like the circumstances of what they're doing until right. it actually happens right you know until it's too late right and you you try to let them know like hey like you you keep going down this route like this is where you'll end up for sure and they kind of just look at you funny like yeah okay yeah i'm sure right. like that's what's gonna happen but they have it already set in their mind for sure i'm sure you know you've been there i've been there myself where i'm kind of just like shaking people off like what do you know yeah get you out know? Of, yeah. like get out of my face you don't know right nothing. right yeah and, and and now looking back at it like my my younger self like i i wish i was more receptive to to people and what they would tell me right um you know in in high school kind of just feeling like you're the outcast right um going to like a small school and feeling like you're above everybody else um was you know kind of like a, a situation in itself right. but it's it's something that you know you, you learn along the way like you, you you kind of figure that that stuff out you know and you that helps you create change right. um to become a better person um so though that situation or those situations are you know things that help create who you are and who you become um and then kind of going off subject no No. reason why i'm saying this is because you're going to have those those challenges um so it's it's important for you know the younger people to know you know what the circumstances are with their social media 
and the fact that they should keep it clean yeah. and not everything needs to be said right on social media whether it be twitter or you think nobody's looking right you know because <laughs> like you you don't have like a, a big follow like following yeah they'll like, find you yeah exactly and it, it's the same thing it's not only that doesn't only apply to athletics but right. if you're applying to a job you know, they search, they search your name and they right. see your social media and it right. has all of this stuff on it that they don't right. want. Right. It, they're not talking to you right. after that. They'll send you that rejection email. They won't even sure. call you, you know, and sometimes they don't even reach out yeah. again. So it goes back to saying you're making my job that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's 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 tough because, like, you don't want to see those things. But, right. you know, that's like a direct message about. You know if you're actually invested or not for sure you know and that's sometimes being in your situation as a coach like where you're trying to figure out you know are they invested or are they not you know sometimes just to make that message clear like that it's easier for you right you know because like you mentioned before you know make it make it hard for you right so you want players that are invested in that are competing for starting oh positions or minutes like right. that's what you want you don't want the other side of it right because if you have the other side of it your team's probably not that good right the bond isn't really there and then that doesn't help you grow as a coach yeah. either right so to to have that you know to have that fire within it's it's important to to make sure like that's actually what you want to do 100 percent. no that's that and, and like you said from a competitive standpoint just you know this is a little off you know track too but yeah. Our practices when we played my senior year, like our second five could have started on a lot of teams in the league, and yeah. you, you know if it wasn't due to that competitive edge and that competitive nature that we had and that talent pool we had, who's to say we wouldn't have made that run? You know, I mean practices were were hard for us. Some keep it real, job practices were harder than some of our games, um, just from like you know no disrespect to the league, but at the time we, we were just really that good, um, and you know our second five would would run through us sometimes, you know, or, or give us a run for our money or let us know that they're here and we're not going to be running over them. So, right. you know, I, th I think that's huge, you know, so. Yeah, to, to have that that competition. Right. Where, and, and Becker specifically, like, we haven't really seen that in a right. pretty long time. Right. It's, it's good for the coaches to be in that situation, to right. be in that tough situation. Like, okay, like, what are we going to do with this eighth or ninth guy? Because they can literally play... 30 35 minutes if they wanted to exactly and, it, and it's tough because like that puts you know gorman in a situation and then the assistant coaches at the time you know they kind of have to figure out like okay like who's gonna help us out right you know and like okay this person's hot right yeah. now and then you know how do you take terrence out how do you take toddy out yeah you know so it's like okay we'll give them a little break yeah. and then they'll go back in and then it's tough, but like like you mentioned, like practices practices yeah. were they were tough. Yeah. We um, also wanted kids too that that even though they were in that situations playing behind those guys, you were still very supportive of your mm, team. Yeah, you know what I mean. You kind of have to understand that it's bigger than you. Yeah, you know. And when you, when you sign up, this is not a single single person sport. You know, it's not golf. You know, or you know, this is not singles tennis. Like you know what I mean. This is this is this is this is basketball. You know what I mean. This is a team sport. Not to say those others aren't, but for the for, it takes takes more than one right mm -hmm. there. You know what I mean? So, and that trickles down one to fifteen or one to twenty. How many you carry? Like, you know, it's about us, not me. You know. So, I think you know to what you were saying about that. Just having that eleventh 
or maybe that even that ninth person that can play that doesn't play and even have them still come into work and practice and still being someone you, you can enjoy yourself being around knowing it's tough but he's a freshman and it's not his time yet and he still comes to work you gotta love it you know uh, again that's a good problem to have you know so yeah that's that yeah no I, I definitely agree with you I definitely agree with you because you want those guys that are gonna compete they're there day in and day out day in day out and you know, it it's a good thing to see. You know, you want that that fire from within. For sure. And you don't you don't want to have those guys that are kind of just standing there like you know it's whatever. Right. You know, like those are the guys that you don't want to talk to. Um, with that being said, you know, given like your your transition into coaching. Okay. Um, what are you know aside from the players, you know, in the the team aspect, what were some of the the challenges along the way? in terms of transitioning into being a coach? I mean, I would say one of the, one of the, I would say the toughest things was that, it's funny, Coach Gorman told me, it's not about what I know, it's about what they know. Yeah. And being somebody that was coming, you know, who, who trains high caliber athletes mm-hmm. and, you know, play, just got them playing professionally, I was assuming that they knew stuff, like, you know, if it's, you know, pack line or if it's off to the ball or certain things I was assuming that they knew these things already and you know for me it's not not about what I know it's what they know so I had to really teach them these things you know really you know I don't want to say dummy it down but break it down to the point where they they may have not learned that in high school you know they may have not had a a a coach that instilled these 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 uh these things in their life so it's like for me I was assuming a lot of the time and, and you know so that was my biggest my biggest adjustment is really breaking things down to where and not really assuming because I, I just think that doesn't really benefit anyone that's one conversation we had after the season um you know we speak about you know exit interviews or things that i can do better and that was kind of one of the things that was brought up and you know it's just like assuming these guys they don't they don't know you know so um that that would probably be the biggest you know, was the biggest transition, and I think everything else kind of was seamless. Just being a player, and not only was I a player, I considered myself a player coach. You know, I kind of knew, you know, being a point guard and being a guard, I kind of knew, you know, the floor, kind of knew spacing, understood, understood under guys' tendencies, and so when it, when it, when it came a time for just the coach, and I really didn't have to play, like it, it, it was, it, it seemed pretty easy to me. Um, just seeing like a guy's tendencies and not, now having synergy, um, it helps out a lot more breaking down guys' stats and you know what their tendencies are going left, what they shoot when they go left off a pull up, what they shoot going off right for a pull up. So that makes things a lot easier, you know, versus like and, and and being able to not only do that but relay that now to the to my players and to my team and not a scout report. So um, I I would say you know transition wise. You know, understanding that they didn't have the proper knowledge before and, and, and relaying that to them was the biggest transition of it all, you know. Um, yeah, and that that's a big change yeah. for, for you, too, because, you know, being the player at the caliber that you are and then trying to teach it to others. Right. I, I can see just from my experience, I can see how it can be frustrating for people to like not understand right. simple concepts. Right. Um, but then realizing that they're just not there yeah. yet. Um, you know, where you 
may have been more advanced in that area at their age. Right. And then you kind of like you ask yourself, you know, like you know, who was teaching this kid? You know, right. like where did you learn basketball? And then you have to you have to find ways to almost teach it differently than the way that you were taught. Right. For for other people to to get it. Right. And and that's just how it is with with life because everybody learns differently, 100%. whether it be academically or just life lessons. Um, people need to be shown things differently sometimes um you know especially if like you feel like you're going through something specific or you went through something and then you try to express that to a younger person you know they might not understand that from your journey exactly so like being um able to explain that in different ways um obviously having that wisdom right um and being capable of doing that it, it only expands, you know, your worth at that point. That's just that's just how I look yeah. at it. Like, you you are then more valuable to either a player or just like a person in general, um, where people will want to seek guidance from you Absolutely. if they feel that that connection. So that I mean, when I when I look for advice or whether it be like a mentor or whatever it is, um, I like to talk to people that that can think outside the box. Um, because that opens up my mind to what I can do next or how I should pursue something. Um, It's it's hard to talk to people that are one-dimensional, you know, like where they did something a certain way and it worked for them and, like, they swear by it. Right. And that's more of, like, an old-fashioned... For sure. ...type of strategy. And for me, sometimes it could be be hard to have a conversation with people like that. Um, obviously, you know, I still want to have it. Right. You know, I, I want to see, like, you know, what you did and right. how you got there. Um, well, I think, it, like, for, for for me now, I think being a, a, a player's coach, right? Yeah. Like, and not only just that's on court, but I spend a lot of time with these guys off the court. So I kind of know, kind of get, I'm getting a feel or learning how to approach different guys. You, you know, I mean... I feel like, especially this era in the nowadays, like you just have to kind of know your players more so than ever, you know, because not everyone responds the same way, you know, kind of like what you were saying, like different people have to be coached different times. Like, you know, for instance, like we didn't have to yell at Toddy, you know, like we did when he took the first shot every game, but like we didn't have to coach his effort, you know what I mean? Because we knew he would bring it, right? Versus somebody you had to yell at, maybe I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but let's say maybe a Trey. Yeah. Um, you would have to coach him sometimes because at times he gets lazy. So you have to scream at him a little bit more than you would any average person. So I feel like it, it comes down to the personnel, you know, and yeah. also knowing them a little bit more off the court. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really it goes back to that that relationship. And right. And that connection, you know, no, like you mentioned, knowing your players. Right. And knowing how they're going to respond. Like like a toddy after he misses that first shot. Right. Toddy's more than likely like he's pissed off. Right. Because like, he wants to win the game. Exactly. You know, so like you know that if he's missing shots, like he's going to help you in other areas. Right. Whereas you may have players that, you know, are just taking all the shots, but they're not giving you anything on anything defense. Else. And right. it's like, okay, like, well, now how do we how do we help that player kind of like get in a groove right. if they can only help me offensively? Right. So I, I definitely you know understand that that mindset and like where that where that comes from for sure. But um, no, we're gonna wrap it up though, Terrence. Okay. You know I, I appreciate you allowing me to to host this podcast sure. with you and do this interview. You know it's been a, a great conversation for sure. I appreciate that. Um, make sure you guys follow the page. Uh, ATF page at uh, ATF Athletics on Instagram 
Um, and Donovan, I appreciate you having me. And uh, blessings to you and your endeavors and your new journeys, man. Um, shout out to everything you're doing. And, and it's dope to say that I know you and your alumni for the school. So shout out to you, man. I appreciate that. Man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.